0: the struggles that we go through is just all related to not being healthy in one way or the other you know what i mean like whether it's physically healthy with our with our health like what we call health but also like our mental health our spiritual health our financial health in our background like whatever challenge you face you're supposed to face it with positivity you're supposed to go through life's challenges with a positive mindset to you know continue to Work hard, never quit. And I feel like with positivity, courage, most importantly, faith in God, and to that, all things are possible. And you keep on facing those challenges. That's just the way the universe works, man. You're going to be successful.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Heart to Court channel. I'd like to introduce my guest, uh, Dr. Nikhil Bala. Uh, Dr. Nikhil, uh, welcome. Thank you for uh, you know taking this uh, uh, opportunity with me to have an engaging conversation of, of health, well well-being, and and uh, you know and medicine. Uh, can you introduce yourself uh, and let us in pretty much give us a brief bio of of uh, who you are and what you do?
0: Absolutely. I appreciate it. You know, it's my honor. My name is Nikhil. I'm from uh, the Voorhees, Camden County area. So my life experience has been in Voorhees, New Jersey, which is a true suburb, and Camden, New Jersey as well. Also lived in many, many different places. But I've pretty much been exposed to a lot of different experiences within the Americas, within America. And I lived in a lot of different places. My people and them come originally from Punjab, which is a place, is a state between India and Pakistan. Indian, what they call Pakistan or Pakistan used to be one country. So originally Punjabi by origin, and then I'm a medical doctor uh, by trade at this point. I'm in my third year of uh, residency training internal medicine. So my goal is to um, go back home to where I'm from in South Jersey and serve Camden, in New Jersey. I've been basically around the whole Camden County area from a young boy from when I was growing up. Uh, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. We moved to Jersey when I was like three. So, you know, my goal is just to go back home and really serve the whole county, in particular, you know, focus on Camden, New Jersey and Borgias, New Jersey, both in addition to any and everybody else, you know. I'm a martial artist too, so actually uh, I want to be a martial arts teacher and help just healing, healing from the inside out on every different level.
1: Can you uh, share a little bit about uh, what you spe- specialize in at the moment as a physician?
0: It's internal medicine. So, you know, that's like the, core of adult medicine. Anybody who's pretty much 18 years or older, you know, being in internal medicine, when you go to a hospital, you're going to most likely meet an internal medicine doctor. They have family medicine doctors as well. Difference being family medicine also incorporates women and children's health. We don't really do women's health. We treat women for any medical issue, but women's health would be either a family medicine doctor could do it or OBG, OBGYN physician could do that. So pretty much we we're adult medicine and then, you know, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, you know, all the internal organs, et cetera, um, you know, just general overall health. So internal medicine doctor could go ahead and become a hospitalist, work in a hospital, or you could do a primary care. So a primary care general doctor could be a family doctor, family physician, family medicine or internal medicine. So, you know, you treat adult individuals for all their different things. You know, me personally, I want to be a primary medical doctor for a little bit, then transition into other things that's based on, or so like being an educator and sharing a lot of knowledge and whatnot. But right now I'm training in internal medicine or an internal medicine doctor could go on and specialize into, for example, cardiology, um, gastroenterology, hematology, oncology, et cetera. But like you could, you could uh, specialize in the heart, lungs, kidneys, critical care, you know, pretty much that's the, the basic idea of internal medicine. And I'm right now in my third year of training in Jersey City, New Jersey. It's a city right across the bridge from New York City, which is North Jersey. And I'm from South Jersey, which is right across the bridge from Philly. So with my goal, God willing, is to finish my training up here and then move back home to South Jersey and uh, pretty much work in a community. And really, I want to focus on lifestyle. I want to just help people heal, especially people, you know, anybody and everybody. But I think what speaks more to me and my journey and my struggle and my story is people who get it astray. And especially those <clears throat> who might go deep into the streets or deep into violence or just a different type of, you know what I mean, lifestyle than what I'm living now and trying to transition back towards a path of healthy, of living healthy and being constructive rather than destructive to ourselves, our community, and really just restoring the honor and the lifestyle of the, of the ancestors, really, that's what I'm on.
1: Can you share that moment of realization when you actually said, now is the time to take the steps to become a doctor? Can you share a little bit about that, describe that moment?
0: It pinpoints back to one one key moment. I remember I was in Camden one day and it just clicked in my mind. And I remember just being in a car, just actually, I'm in a car right now. I remember it's kind of like bringing me a little flashback. I remember looking outside the street and just seeing around and just thinking that, number one, this is a beautiful city. Number two, there's a lot of amazing, real solid and thorough and honorable people here. And number three, that the struggles that we go through is just all related to not being healthy in one way or the other. Whether it's physically healthy with our with our health, like what we call health, but also like our mental health, our spiritual health, our financial health. Uh, you know, and I was just thinking like, really what we just need is a healthy relationship with ourselves, a healthy relationship with women, healthy relationship with violence, a healthy relationship with being able to earn, and it just clicked in my mind that, you know, that we just got to be healthy. It's like we have good hearts, but bad habits. You know what I mean? And that that's really the moment that I, I, I realized how important health was. This was probably back in, I don't know, 07, summer 07. That's when I was outside every day. I wasn't involved in school or nothing like that. I just was around you know, at that point in my in my life that kind of clicked. Then fast forward a little bit because it wasn't just the automatic, like, okay, that's what I should do to, that's what I'm going to do. That, that's also a whole nother process. Like, man, if I had to try to take that and make that into as little words as possible, I would just say the lifestyle I was leading, I feel like it was, de- not nah, I feel like, like it was destructive and it created a lot of tension and strain, not only within myself, but within my loved ones and everything, and a lot of people don't talk about that, about the stress and the strain that it puts on the people who love you. And, you know, just overall, you know, you're in a, in a real stressful situation, but we know how to hide it well. So, we, yeah, I mean, you probably couldn't tell from the outside looking in, but it led me to a place of, the, of depression. Like, I put in pain, and that pain is something that registered on my in my soul, and you become numb to it. And I basically understand, you know, I lived that. So I say that to say this, it led me to a deep, dark place. And that made me call out to God. So then I established, uh, well, I didn't go to no religion, no book, no nothing. I just went to to the one and true living God inside inside everything, including inside me. And it led me to, it just made me want to live clean, pure, work hard, get back into school. I had stopped going to school. Um, go back to school, learn, read and all that and then like a miracle happened when I actually put that you know put that into practice and fought against and it's a battle and you can't get aside away from the fact that you have to fight against your own inner demons you know what I mean and your bad habits so I fought that fight by God's grace God gave me the strength to actually even acknowledge it was a fight and the strength to fight it Then I ended up getting back into school. That's a whole nother story that's a little deep and everything. But long story short, if I can, is got back into school. Then, like a miracle, I actually got back into school and then graduated. And I wanted to, I was at a decision making point. It's like, do I want to be, I really wanted to be a teacher. And I really do want to be a teacher um, in Camden. Like, I feel like that's a little bit more hands on with the youth. And I really do honor and respect the teachers. And I love the teachers. But I realized, like, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. And they say in Islam that, you know, heaven is at the feet of the mother. You know, you got to honor and respect your mom. That's what she wanted. So that kind of played a little bit of part into it. I realized that's what God wanted for me, basically. And I didn't really want to do it fully. But I realized that's what I had to do. And then I always was the type of person I like to, like, embrace challenges. I kind of always chose the struggle route in my life. And I realized, like, if I become a teacher, I can't turn around and become a doctor. But if I become a doctor, I can turn around and become a teacher. So it's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And then I pretty much applied and got into school. I wasn't going to get into school around here because, you know, my grades definitely wasn't over here. Getting into medical school around here. I uh, got into school in, in Poland. I got accepted. It was one of those schools that kind of was accepting anybody at that time. And you get financial aid through FAFSA. And I just took a flight to Poland and started medical school. And I've been on a journey ever since. That was summer 2007. I was in the a, in a hood every day on the corner. Then I was uh, like, just not involved in anything academic or anything like that. And then October 2008, I was in medical school.
1: Speaking of, you know, embracing challenges, you know, and really embodying that essence of grits and resiliency. What are the type of challenges and how do you overcome those challenges, find solutions in your day-to-day practice at the moment, especially now that we're living in, in, you know, in the age of COVID?
0: I'm on the front lines of that, like the world pandemic. I'm in the epicenter being in Jersey City, New Jersey, New York City, right across the bridge from New York City. So we were hit. You know, it was serious as it gets like this was it was really crazy, like March 15th to April 15th. Now is the second wave. So I was hands on in the ICU, Jersey City Medical Center. You know, putting the lines on the COVID patients, you know, ma- managing the vents, the, meaning the ventilation. You know, when a patient gets intubated, they have a vent. Got to change the vent settings, treating it according to ARDS protocol, you know, putting the orders in, the whole nine. So, you know, the challenges of COVID, the challenges of residency, I'm not going to lie to you. It is a whole struggle to me, for me. It, and it's, it's a blessing because I'm grateful for the challenges and the struggles I go through. How do I deal with it? My go-to is just, number one, always remembering God and calling on God for the strength moment to moment. Number two, always remembering that the only God's will is going to come to pass. And then number three, like with that constant remembrance and understanding, you know, whatever goes right or wrong is really not in my hands. So now it's up to me to train. So working hard, Putting in the time, training, that's what <clears throat> relieves anxiety. You know, a lot of anxiety comes when you're not prepared. And when you're not prepared, it's comes because you didn't train, you didn't work hard. So, you know, putting in that hard work and training and, and learning and doing the best you can when it's peace prepares you for when the challenge comes. So, you know, it's a lot of times that you spent, you know, we work crazy hours and all that during, during residency and then go home, try to read a little bit, keep on learning. You know, that's the best way, I think, to prepare with, you know, for any type of challenges or calamities or, and I kind of like, in all humility, I've been dealing with it, like my whole life, really. A lot of my life, I kind of seen real struggles and real life and death circumstances, you know, when you, unless you really about to get killed or you about to go to jail for life, it's not that serious. That's kind of crazy for some people to think, but in my mentality. It's like, no, that that's a lot. That's real stress. This is too. But you go through a lot of those types of things, and you face get faced with crazy jams that you know when you really in the midst of the struggle. And what I've seen, what I've seen people who I love go through, I always had this mentality like it always could be worse. Even when I was younger, like I would look at what my friends were going through and understand. And then I look back like, damn, what I went through was crazy. But I never felt like it was that crazy at the time because I understand it could always be worse, not to really judge or compare myself to another person's perspective, just understanding that whatever I'm in could be worse. So, you know, it just helps me stay focused and stay positive in Punjabi culture. So later on in my life, I can reconnect it to my roots and my heritage. And then, uh, you know, the Guru Sikhi teaches us, like in our people, in our background, like whatever challenge you face, you're supposed to face it with positivity. You're supposed to go through life's challenges with a positive mindset to, you know, continue to work hard, never quit. So I just try to stay solid. And when I'm under pressure, I just say less, try to be helpful. I try to keep learning. I just try to do the best that I can, train my trust, my training. And, you know, at the end of the day, all I can do is my best. And you can't lie to yourself because, you know, when you did, you know, when you didn't, when you don't. you don't train hard when you don't work hard then you know you feel it when the pressure's on so it's kind of like with that being said let's really keep learning keep getting better then you go through more experiences you you capture those times that you did the right thing or the wrong wrong thing you learn from it apply it now it goes well kind of gives you more and more confidence so just you know calling on god for my confidence staying calm poised and and solid under pressure these are the characteristics that at least where I'm from in the era I'm from, that's what was real and I appreciate that because that's what, you know, a lot of people, society might call them bad people. They they taught me these principles and I value that. To me, that's so like to be fearless, you know, to be solid, to stand firm and stand solid on principles and not waver from your principle, that's to me something that's very valuable.
1: We already have all the information that we need based on what it is, right? And how to take preventive care. But uh, if you'd like to really share more on that and also the best practices and healthcare measures to prevent acquiring COVID.
0: COVID COVID-19, it enters through the ACE2 receptor. The single most important thing is your oxygen saturation. It's not about how high your fever is, how much you cough, even though those are the symptoms that you feel. Lose your smell, lose your taste, viral infection, meaning that you'll have muscle pains, joint pains, and things of that nature. I mean, that's all uncomfortable, but the single most important thing is your oxygen saturation. As long as your oxygen saturation stays above 92%, you get a pulse ox, which is something you put on your finger and it reads your oxygen level. As long as your levels are above 92 on the room air, meaning you don't need anything in your breathing, that's, then you're good. There's no re- real concern. The second issue is blood clots can form. So we've seen pulmonary embolism, even strokes, et cetera. It affects your kidneys, microthromboemboli. Without getting into the details, your blood can clot. So you want to like move a little bit, not like if you actually are sick with COVID, not like go crazy, but it is a good idea to walk a little bit, to stretch a little bit, something light, just to keep the blood flowing a little bit to prevent the blood clots. And then we see people with COVID develop a pulmonary embolism and that's a tough situation. So Down in the ICU, some of the patients have that scenario. Blood clots definitely have significantly contributed to worse people dying. Maybe the younger people most likely might have developed the PE. That's the single most important thing is your oxygen saturation. Once you go into the hospital, like 80% of people don't even make it to the hospital. Once you do get to the hospital, initially, if you don't need any oxygen requirements, you go to the EV. You know, you're above 65 you don't have any, uh, you don't need any oxygen, they might send you home and give you monoclonal antibodies and have you follow up with the PMD, meaning primary medical doctors and outpatient. Or if you do get admitted, you don't need oxygen, then you might just be treated with supplementary treatments like vitamin D, vitamin C, et cetera, sepulchral, etc. et cetera. Then once you start needing a little bit of uh, oxygen, meaning nasal cannula, put the thing on your nose, oxygen flows. If you start to desat on that, then they might add the steroids, the remdesivir, steroids. I'm starting to realize a higher dose of steroids is actually more beneficial. Depending, we've seen like HIV patients. I've seen HIV patients do well. When I admitted a patient that was an HIV, I thought she was going to be very much affected by this coronavirus because it's the immune. It's you know, it's, it's she has a weak immune system. But what we're saying is the cytokine storm, meaning. Let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into this to really understand. So we have an immune system. Let's make it very simple. If the bad guys, meaning the bacteria, virus, whatever, comes into our body, and if we kill it, if we hit the target, you have a healthy immune system. If we don't fight, meaning we decide that killing is the wrong thing to do, and we decide that we're not going to kill these pathogens and ant- these colonizing agents, That's what AIDS is. AIDS is when your immune system is not working properly. And so the infection takes over. So you don't die from AIDS or HIV. You die from the infections because your immune system is not able to respond appropriately to the infection. And then an autoimmune disease is terrorism. An autoimmune disease is when the immune system targets the healthy, innocent cells, which is always the wrong thing to do. Whenever you don't, fight back, that's AIDS. Whenever you hit the target, that's health. Whenever you hit the innocent cells, that's an autoimmune disease like eczema, type 1 diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. A whole bunch of a lot of immune, a lot of the diseases, you'll see 80, 70 to 80% of the diseases are actually a function of a type two or type three hypersensitivity when you really understand deeply medicine. And I know it's not framed like that in a lot of medicine books, but actually that's the truth. Uh, a lot of a lot of diseases are like type 2, type 3 hypersensitivity reactions, meaning like lupus, et cetera, et cetera, like meaning that an inflammatory process is the underlying, it really the immune system is at the heart of what's happening. So that understanding we can apply to COVID. So when COVID's there, what really is doing the most damage we've seen is the cytokine storm. So what that means is, the difference between a bacteria and a virus, the bacteria goes into the bloodstream. Atypicals have a different thing, that's what I call atypical, but typically a bacteria does not go inside the cell. A virus goes inside the cells. So you have a different type of immune response in each case. In COVID, what we're seeing is the cytokine storm, meaning the immune system of ourselves is attacking the cells that are affected with COVID, but also attacking the lungs. So it's our own immune system that's creating a cytokine storm that's actually doing the damage to our own cells that's really creating us to decompensate and go into acute respiratory distress and acute respiratory failure. I've seen an HIV patient, they didn't, they didn't really get affected by COVID that bad. Maybe they already were on antivirals, antiretroviral therapy because they're on AIDS, or maybe they just didn't mount a strong immune response, which saved them. And that's why we give steroids, and we're seeing that it's actually helping save patients. Like I've seen patients come down low-dose steroids and increase their dose because they hit the ICU. Now we're, we're going from dexamethasone 6 milligrams daily to salumedrol 125, Q6, or 8, and they really turned around like in the next day or two, meaning you give more steroids. It's kind of suppressing the immune system to prevent it from attacking itself. And we've seen that have better better outcomes. So we have a healthy immune system that knows how to behave and how to react and interact with these different pathogens. That's in our best interest. And that just comes from being healthy overall.
1: That's an excellent breakdown. Dr. Nikhil, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, That's that's actually, uh, again, I, I was able to register all of that and fully comprehend Right. At, at the best level. And hope, hopefully you know, I appreciate it.
0: that's what I want to do, too, yeah. is I want to take what the doctor knows and make it mm-hmm. so that way the common person can understand it. And I think that's one of my strengths is to be able to do that. And I want to really do that in the future with all the different diseases. That's one of my goals. You know, thank you for saying that. And I, I mean, patients I work with and families, they really appreciate that. Now, granted, it does take time. And as a doctor, you run around crazy and you're busy and you already work crazy hours. And that makes you go home even later. But me personally, I'm okay with that.
1: What would you recommend to someone that suffers from a uh, medical trauma? What would you recommend a few pointers, first key steps that will enable them to somewhat accelerate their um, path towards recovery or, or really just allow them to really shift their perspective while recovering from that trauma?
0: First and foremost is that it's tough. Let's start there. It is hard and no one can take that away. I always go back to God, me personally. Now, if you don't believe in God, I respect that as well. And just believe in yourself, you know, believe in the energy that you have deep down inside. But for those who do believe, believers, uh, me personally, that's where my strength comes from. And if you don't believe in God, then we'll just call it the universe. So I personally believe that this universe is just, meaning that I find myself in a situation I'm in and I take ownership of so if I'm in a trauma, even if it's something that at the time might not even seem like it's my fault, it's not about placing blame. It's about taking responsibility that I'm here now and I accept where I'm at. I've been through trauma. I've been through, by God's grace, I've never been in a situation where I was like, you know, like some people get their spinal cord severed. Or that reminds me of somebody from the town, Adam Talaferro. He was a, a from Voorhees Eastern High School, super athlete. Play football. He turned. To, and he, he actually ended up coming paralyzed from playing football in state nines. And I just, I, man, he just was so strong that he kept on trying. And now he could walk. And he's one of those people that's a super inspiration. Like for real, like that's as real as it gets. I know people, you know, who've been shot, just dealt with a lot of crazy situations. You see people here in, in my, you know, in the medical center. I don't I don't respond to the trauma. There's a trauma team, surgeons do that. But basically the medical process to getting back from a trauma, Western medicine, the truth is it doesn't have a lot of good options because it's all about physical. There's no medicine you can give somebody. You know what I mean? It's all about, it's about PT, the PTOT, like physical therapy, occupational therapists really take the lead role. There are certain medications depending on what's going on. But ultimately it's all about the rehab process. In the rehab process, it's all just a matter of staying positive. I just know one thing that whatever life puts, situation life's put me in, I'm just not going to quit and I'm going to keep trying. And what that means is, yeah, today I might not have given my all and I feel like quitting today, but I'm not going to quit. And I'm going to try and then tomorrow I'm going to try harder. It's not about like going crazy one day. It's, it's about coming back the next day. And keep coming back, and keep coming back. And you know, with minor things as a martial artist and minor pains that you deal with, uh, I just basically keep on keeping on. I think that's the best thing. And I think that's where strength of prayer comes from. I don't pray for things in this world. I pray for the strength, for honor, for dignity to face challenges solid as a person who's positive and to always hold my head up and face each challenge with positivity courage, and bravery, and I pray for those things, and then in terms of, like, you just got to keep on trying your best to do, if you have, like, fell, and you have, like, spinal trauma, sciatica, those types of traumas, you know, just try your best to do your stretches, uh, balance your body, natural movements, do yoga, 100% yoga is good the balance, you know, the muscle knots and all that, you got to move the size out, but really, you got to stretch, you know, if you got shot, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, really the truth. you got to dig deep. Like, what's the reason I was in a situation to begin with? What was it even over? You know what I mean? Why am I in this situation? And if you were wrong, I mean, we're not going to really get into all that, but I, I do believe in justice. I'm not going to lie. But what I'm going to say is that the you got to heal. You know what I mean? It's a process of healing. So no good comes from anger. No good comes from revenge. good comes from love and justice. Somebody created an injustice where they just went out here and I got shot as an innocent bystander for no reason. It's not a good situation to be in. And it's not good for that person to be around and able to, you know, and I don't really believe in putting people in jail. But that's a whole other co- conversation. I'm just going to say the healing part, we have to just look into ourselves and heal in terms of what got us to where we in. Like, I always try to figure out what I did to get in the situation I'm in. I take responsibility for it and learn from it. Sometimes you do get in a traumatic situation by doing the right thing. And you know what? That's okay. In fact, I believe you get a lot of rewards for that. If you try to do the right thing and ended up getting hurt or in a traumatic situation because of that, or, you know, you got, we got to see the difference between bravery and reckless. Like being reckless is not brave, you know, but also it's never good to be scared. So we got to like process these things with true discernment. And then I would say, continue to really feed your body with love. Make sure you keep all positive thoughts. I try to like feed my body with love and light, whatever is the part of my body. That's not, you know, I try to feed it with love and light, feed myself with the right vitamins, nutrients and minerals. That's going to feed my body, try to avoid the toxins. And I fall short on these things. I'm saying these are what I strive. The whole conversation about honor and everything I'm I'm trying, I'm striving towards that. I'm, I'm an imperfect person, which is cool because I'm trying my best. You know, I, I make mistakes and I, I do fall short, but then I keep on going and continuing the next day. It's all about getting back on, not beating yourself or getting off your discipline, but getting back on your discipline. And I feel like with positivity, courage, most importantly, faith in God and through that, all things are possible and you keep on facing those challenges. That's just the way the universe works, man. You're gonna be successful. You gotta be patient enough to see it through. And it's those struggles really that And I find myself in a struggle or challenge. I I thank God because I was like, all right, I'm about to learn something from this. I'm about to get stronger at the end of this. So, you know, I try to ask God why. I always ask why, like, why am I, what are you trying to teach me right now? Not in an arrogant way, not in a, you know what I mean? But I question in the sense of like, I really want to learn. Like I'm a student of life and God is the teacher. So, all right, I want to know what am I trying to learn from this? And, you know, I just, feel grateful to God for everything because there's people living in pain, it's people suffering, there's people out here going through the most. And so maybe sometimes those people are us, but we just got to always be positive and try our best to keep moving forward. I would say keep doing it, keep moving your body, keep stretching, keep finding balance, keep focusing your thoughts on positive thoughts, keep learning, keep growing, focus your mind on growth and development. And just, so you could use your struggles and things to distract you from where you got to go, or you could use your work to distract you from your
1: pain. That's a wonderful breakdown. Again, especially that the healing experience, this, the healing process of, of the process of rehabilitation for recovery think nowadays, that's my overarching theme about anything, whether it's physiological, psychological, financial, spiritual, all of that. I think we all need healing in every level, every component of life. And uh, my, my, actually my personal core values breaks down into six gratitude, intention, Uh, purpose. Yeah. uh, uh, strength, Strength, impact, and healing. This last one, and I think that's that that's a like
0: Song, man, that's a bar, I, That's I, boring right tie there. Tie them
1: all together. I, I, <laughs> I've actually, I've actually created an overview video of of a breakdown. I'm going to send that your way, and hopefully, yeah, eventually, share it, share it with the grander audience. What's your uh, favorite healing modalities for self care, and again, self improvement?
0: It's multifaceted, in my opinion. I'll just share with you my healing process and what healed me, man. When I was broken down. And I was in a, in a situation where I was full of guilt, shame, depression for the pain I put in that wasn't necessarily righteous, trying to create an image for myself and just everything just going all the way astray. You know what I mean? Uh, when I didn't know, I didn't know where to go and I didn't know what to do. And I was completely lost. I went inside to myself and on that day, which was March 15th, 2008, I remember summer 2007, it was when I was like turned up and to the max. The whole process took many years. started when I was eight years old. That process of becoming that person that I thought was real. Uh, when I was brainwashing, the thinking was real. I didn't know where to go and I didn't know what to do, but I realized that everything from this world comes and goes. Nothing in this world lasts. The only thing that lasts is God. And the only thing that will never forsake you is your inner conscience. So I would say connect to your own inner conscience. Don't follow no man. Don't follow no book. Because when you're vulnerable like that, that's when you get people come along and try to mis- mislead you. Like you don't, fo- don't follow nobody. Follow your own inner self. And then the mind is tricks. The mind plays tricks. and starts to make you think it's coming from your spirit, but it's coming from your mind. So the trick to that is to be clean so you can have that discernment. You got to clean your mind. You got to fight against your, you know, addictions and attachments, and you just got to stand strong and not give in to your addictions and feed healthy, clean habits. So number one, connect to your inner conscience. I connected to my inner conscience and I listened to it. It didn't make sense, but I did it anyway. It told me to go sit down in the library and study. I wasn't in school. I had bills to pay. I didn't have an income other than what I was doing. I didn't. It said stop doing all that and live clean and God provided down to my last penny, you know? And when I was down to my last, I submitted, a lot of us commit crimes because we're scared of the future. And we like, we might have like a little bit now, but we scared tomorrow will be broke. When you submit to God, tomorrow will be provided for us. You do the right thing now. So you got to train yourself to focus on submitting to God instead of chasing after things from this world. So you got to fast on the world. You know, we got to get, I had to give up drinking, smoking, chasing after women. I never really was into like chasing after women and money. That wasn't my twist. I was really more so wanted respect. What I thought was respect being like a violent person, when in reality, you get much farther just being a helpful person, but also being a solid person and being prepared to defend yourself is every man, every woman, every person should be able to do that. So that also makes sense that you ride to protect your friends and all that type of stuff. So what I'm trying to say is, number one, submit to your inner conscience and listen to what it is. Work. You got to do the right work. Don't chase after money, but do the work that we all have something in our mind that we want to make this world a better place. Ever since a kid, it always come back to us and back to us. You got to serve God by working and doing the right work. And that's hard to find, but you got to find what it is your purpose is. And the only way to do that is to try different things. So doing the work, working hard, training, you know, you don't have to read a bunch of books. You don't even have to read if you can't read. But you got to train. You got to train to get your skill sets and to improve your skills to master your craft. And then training martial arts is something I 100% support. It's what saved my life. Uh, I train the art of capoeira, martial arts in terms of like jiu-jitsu, boxing, the whole nine a martial art is a way to be healthy gives you motivation to get in shape group activities is always good to be a part of and then live clean and just stop putting any types of toxins into your body you know look at women with a clean mind lust greed anger addictions attachments egos we gotta get you got rid of that anger it's just a process day by day so whenever you do feel those things that pull on, you got to remember God and focus and worship on God's name and repent from those sins and just work hard. That's really my process of healing. It's like, it's a true battle. Like I come from a background, you know, my guru taught me, Guru Gobind Singh Ji, he's somebody, he's a, a guru from Sikhi. Long story short, he said a lot of beautiful things. He said that this path towards God is a battle. There's no getting around that. And very few are those who even acknowledge that it's a battle. And of those who acknowledge that there's a battle, even less of them are willing to fight that battle. And the rarest of the rare are those who are actually victorious in that battle. And a true warrior is he or she who fights to reveal God's love, as what Guru Nanak said. This is the knowledge of my ancestors that makes perfect sense. So it's the transition from, you know, or whatever to becoming a warrior and a warrior is someone who fights for the sake of love and justice and realizing that the only enemies are inside us so we have to fight against our no man or woman can be my enemy it's only there is not possible only enemies are anger lust greed addictions attachments ego and pride inside of them. now another man can be overcome by their enemies and try to attack me out of greed because they greedy and want to take my stuff or anger or whatever the case may be. And if I'm wrong, I got to apologize and figure out what I did to trigger that person. And if I'm wrong, I need to apologize and make it right. If I didn't do anything wrong and they just end the wrong attacking me, and you protecting your defend yourself out of love, love for justice, there's no hatred involved. It's just that I love justice and I love, you know, I love justice and I love life more than I'm, more than letting you take that from me. And I think that's where all the healing comes from. Loving yourself and really understanding what really love is. You know what I'm saying? Just understanding what, and and love protects. You try to put all those concepts in a word, I think, is love is what comes out of
1: it. Speaking of self-love, Dr. Nikhil, you know, how important is it to surrender to, say, moments of being still in meditation and reading or what have you, and also adopting that flow state in motion so I do that obviously you mentioned martial arts which is again I've seen your transformation I've seen your journey and I didn't I I couldn't really grasp how you promoted martial arts so much until I actually started practicing
0: the Mm -hmm. martial
1: arts and when I engage in martial arts specific to our forms that we do in our in our school it's almost like a, a spirit takes over and I tap into that flow state I appreciate myself so much at a greater and deeper level.
0: You know, having a still mind in the flow states, that's a good way to put it. That's like, that's where the money's at. That's where all the money's at. I say that metaphorically and Mm -hmm. even, and even literally like meditation. It's, you have to control, you have to be able to control your mind. You have to be able to focus your mind in order to be successful at anything whatever it is that you want to be, you want to be a rapper. You want to be anything you want to be. You have to be able to focus your mind and be able to uh, focus and work and put your hours in, regardless of what it is. Professionally in any profession, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, teacher, anything, there's so many. And those are just like things that come to mind. You can have your own business, which is what I really promote independence and whatnot. You have to be able to focus your mind. And meditation is the purpose and the practice of focusing one's mind. So, when I meditate, I try to see light, I try to feel love, and I try not to have my thoughts control me, but instead control my thoughts and focus my mind. So, that and then the flow states that's where it's at. Things go in cycles. You know, you start to slowly warm up and then get more and more intense and build it up. That's how you train good. Then you go to a period of intensity and then you slow back down, stretch a little bit, and then get back deeper into it and more intensity. And You start to learn to work like that, study like that, you know, work like that, really get in the groove of things. You start to really get in the zone. And that's what we saw Jordan do. That's what we saw. How you train is how you perform when it's when the pressure's on. I try to do that every day. That's what I really try to do is get into that flow state to where point where you keep flowing and you start to really be connected to everything around you.
1: So you're a, you're a medical doctor, Doctor and Kill. You're also you practice martial arts. So I'm gonna say you know you're an MMA type of things, right? Right. So you've mm-hmm. explored different martial arts, and I want to say yeah. uh, you're, I'm gonna also label you as an MC because I know you love you love music and and you're an artist. So, uh, what type of other hobbies do you engage with or in that sort of keeps you grounded or you consider fun? So, again, I'm just throwing the music stuff out there because I know you and you're a great artist. You're a great lyricist and all that stuff. Uh, do you want to touch a little bit of, of of that?
0: That's really that's like my main go-to is poetry. My raps, you know, my friend says harder than or really than rap harder than poetry. I mean, that's what we do. But yeah, I, I rap, I make music. Definitely express a lot of my thoughts through the raps and the poems that I write. That's a lot of fun for me, freestyling and all that. But I don't know, maybe, even if they don't press play, they still can't play Because I bring a hood to hood myself, it's all gravy. Family full of soldiers, army, air force, navy. But me, I'm God's army, the pure to the me. Roots in Punjab, dirty south Jersey raised me. Suburb taught me, but the hood, made me. But it's not mine, it's yours. And by yours, I mean the Lord. The battlefield is my mind and your name is the sword. Concentration is the shield. Work ethic is the armor. Respect, courage, honor. I come from a lineage of warriors and farmers who work hard every day, especially through the drought and my enemies' laziness, distractions, and doubt. I definitely train. That's so much fun to me. Training, sparring, any of the warrior activities is just so much fun. Yeah, like all of the different warrior activities. It's just a lot of fun for me. That's really like my most fun and my most hobbies is right there. And then I like learning. I like building and having real conversations like this. its I'm at a point now where if it's not a real conversation, I just keep it moving. And, you know, you get that feeling when you feel like we're not really growing further, then I'm, I'm good at just saying peace. Whatever, whoever it is. But no, it could be my mom. You know what I mean? Like, you might even, I just... Keep moving and keep growing and I just try to keep learning so besides that hope and then those activities get done get back towards uh improving my craft so studying
1: what are the habits of success that you've established for or or, or day-to-day habits that establishes the tone for long-term success
0: 100 man keep learning keep growing learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable learn how to be overwhelmed Stay calm, stay pushed. What we say in medicine is triage, meaning figure out what's the most important thing and do that first. And just staying poised under pressure, keep learning, keep growing. Not being scared to fail. Not being, you know, you gotta face your fears. It's like you gotta be be able to get out of your comfort zone. You've Gotta be able to uh develop routines and habits. That's how the body works. That's how baby. That's how life works. You gotta be able waking up early is something I'm still working on. As a doctor, we wake up early. One thing doctors do, is they wake up early in the morning. You know what I mean? But I want to, you know, my whole life has been a challenge. So I'm kind of, because at one point, again, I was up all night, sleep all day. That was regular. Now it's like, you know, I, I want to wake up early in the morning, get to work. You know, I still struggle with that on my one day off. You know, I might sleep a little bit in, but I want to wake up early regardless. Waking up early, getting a routine, and just keep pushing through failures and not being scared to fail. If you have it in your mind that you're not going to quit, then you're going to be successful. That's just the way the world works. And you got to have patience. Don't look at what everyone else is doing. Like, when I realized I was struggling a lot, you see other people winning and this and that. Your mind plays tricks. And every time, the minute my mind started to be like, oh, this person, like, man, that's them. I'm not comparing myself to them. I realize I got a different purpose and I'm going to a different place. You know what I mean and I'm okay with that. Like they don't really, they don't know what I've been through, what I was going through. They don't know have a clue. And I don't know what they're going through. So you can't judge other people too, because you never know what they're going through. They might be going through something worse than you. They just not talking about it. Usually people going through the most don't even talk about it, you know. So it's like not comparing myself to others. Realizing that it's not about a time clock and a schedule, but I'm on God's time.
1: What what pieces of advice would you give to your younger self at this moment of your lifetime?
0: I would say, number one, learn how to fight. Learn how to fight real good. I know that sounds crazy, but (laughs) that's what I would tell my younger self. And then number two, once you learn how to fight, do everything you can to avoid fighting. Because you know how to do it, so you don't have to prove to anybody anything. Be strong enough to be yourself. You know, um, be nice, be kind. More important than being tough is being, being helpful. But actually, you gotta be tough to be helpful. A lot of people don't help people because they're scared. Because you're right, if you're you weak, they you take advantage of. It. But if you're really strong, for real, in the true sense of it, you'll be able to help people. Because the moment they try to take advantage from you, you won't let them. And then, you know. You, Figure it out from there, and once they realize that you're helping them out of place of strength instead of weakness, they have no choice but to not on honor and respect it. But you know, they definitely nine times out of ten of my experience stand down. I would say be kind, be polite. Don't chase an image. Like you are cool. Don't 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 try to be cool. I never really tried to be cool, but ultimately for the youth, I would say don't try to be cool. You know what I mean if you really cool, you gonna set what's cool. Like you know, what I'm saying. You going to be the trendsetter instead of the trend follower, you know, be the trendsetter instead of the trend follower. Like, yeah, it's cool to be clean. It's cool to, to be respectful to women. It's cool to never lie. Like it's not, you're not real. If you're not real with women, like if you lying to women, you're not real. By God's grace, that's not something I ever had to really always been real with women. But I'm just saying like in our culture, I tell the kids and people that I would say it's cool to be clean and stand on it and people gonna respect you a lot more even at at first they might because it's a little different but ultimately they respect you if you you are solid you're a good friend you always ride to protect and defend you don't gotta be you don't gotta go out of your way to prove a point with people just be yourself and when they cross a line don't let them really you get more farther and people and creating a reputation that you want just be there to help your friends and your family and everybody, all your friends that tell you see how solid you are. I don't know. I, I really that's what comes to my mind because when I was younger, that's what played a lot in my life, cause when I was younger I was soft and then after that I tried to go super hard and then I really OD'd on it and went overboard with that and it really led me to a deep dark place that a lot of people don't really come back from. Some of my friends is doing life behind. Some of my people they you know what I'm saying they doing like crazy life, long years because they got caught up in that and that could have been me but by God's grace it wasn't also you could be cool man wherever you from bro be yourself if you from a suburb it's cool to be from the suburb if you from the hood it's cool to be from the hood like you don't got to change yourself for these people to get accepted period like if you like one thing I pride myself on as a doctor like I look how I look which is the image of my ancestors Really, it's the image that God made me. I just don't cut my hair and I cover my head. That's every prophet, like, you know what I'm saying? He's upon them all. That's how they all were. And in Punjab, that we kept it. You know what I mean? Like if you wherever you from, if you are from a suburb, then that's fine. If you're from the hood, then that's fine. That's where you're from. Like however you talk, however you are, whatever your life experiences are, you don't have to change how you talk. Cause you could change how you talk. Let's say you a Black man, healthy Black man. They're going to hate you, some people. You a Mexican man. You're Latino. You feel me? You're a Punjabi. You're, you know, Muslim. You're whatever America, you know what I'm saying, doesn't value. You're valuable. You're super valuable. And we need you to be yourself. You don't have to change the way you talk. No, you have to be professional, but that has nothing to do with your accent. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with how hard you work. It has to do with how much of a team player you are. It has to do with how hard you study and how well you know your field. Not to do with your characteristics, but it has to do with your character. And a lot of us feel like we have to change ourselves to be accepted. And it happens every day. But at the end of the day, you end up losing yourself. And they don't like you anyway. You're just disposable to them in any case. first time there's pressure, they cut you off and fire you like you never, like, you know what I'm saying? That's how they play around here. Like the corporate ladder is more grimy than anything else I've seen. So when you are yourself and you do stay true to yourself and your culture, like you're Indian from India or whatever, you're, you're Vietnamese, Cambodian, or all the different beautiful cultures, you're from Poland, Ireland, like wherever you're from, you know what I'm saying? You're whatever, like it's just one humanity and you just be yourself and people will honor that and value that. Real, and you will get where you're supposed to go, and no man can stop what God wants. And I think that'll get you real far. It will get you where you're supposed to go. Might not get you through every door, but it'll get you through the doors where you meant to be in. That way, wherever you do end up, you're gonna be welcome for being who you are. Luckily, by God's grace, I I value where I work at because you know I work in an inner city program. Not everyone values it, but my bosses gave me the job by God's grace God blessed me with a with honorable like you know in Punjabi culture you're supposed to be honorable or work for an honorable boss that's the way it works that's how you maintain your honor either you on, either you're a boss or you work for an honorable boss and God always blessed me like with honorable bosses but praise God for that
1: it's one thing that I like to somewhat and this is me personally I like to play with this concept of you know Advice to our younger version of ourselves, and also sometimes I get these imagery, this imagery of what I may look like down the road, future self, and I t- I ask myself, am I doing the work to get to to that better version of myself, right? If, 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 am I exceeding my my full potential, right? Because there's no for me, there's no concept of full potential. There's unlimited potential, right? And so, and so I, I guess I say that to ask you, um, you know what? What would you like to say to you know the that future version of yourself?
0: Man, we did it. <laughs> like we wherever you at it's because you stuck to your, you stuck to your guns at that time. So don't you know what I mean like I, I would say? I know I'm stubborn and I know I'm hard headed, but wherever you at now is because I did it my way, and by my way I mean submitting to God. And you know what I mean? My future self, wow, you got me envisioning my future self. Like, just I wanna stand tall through every situation. So when I get older, even if I get in a bad situation, I still can I still can reminisce and, and feel like I did it the honorable way. It's not important for me to win. It's just important for me to do the right thing. That's like the real truth of how I really feel. I feel like the it's not important for me to for me to win. It's important for me to just do the honorable thing. So even if I end up in a bad situation in the future, I can't be mad because I did it my way. But it seems like things gonna turn out good I just know man when you do the wrong thing you do the dishonorable thing you look back you have regrets you feel like a sucker you know what I mean I I tell you that that's the truth and I just vouch that I'm never gonna do the same sucker stuff twice like I'm never gonna I'm always gonna learn from it and then by God's grace I gave my life back to God and you know I look back and God always protected and preserved my honor that's the really the most important thing to me of the world, really my faith and my honor. I just pray that I'm able to do the honorable thing. And even if that gets me in a bad situation, that's OK, because I did what was I thought to be right. Even if that means I get hurt for that or whatever. So in the future, I hope I can look back and say, you know what? You did the most honorable thing every step of the way.
1: Thinking of past, in the future, you know, can you just... Tell us how you stay grounded nowadays, you know, stay in the present moments.
0: I stay grounded for me by meditating on God's name and worshiping God and always be, you know, having the remembrance of the presence of God. And I stay grounded by training daily, studying, not wasting the time and just constantly try to refocus my mind in the present moment, constantly keep writing down my to-do lists so I don't forget anything. Always keep a to-do list around handy in order to make sure that whatever I tell someone I'm going to do, I get it done. Whatever my deadlines are, I get it done. Whatever I need to get to do, I get it done. So that way it's out of my head. It's on the paper. I don't have to worry about forgetting it. So I keep referring to it. You know, long-term, I always, last couple of years, I've been using New Year's Eve just to be in a crib and envision I, I vision what I want for my life daily. I ask myself very often, like, what do you really want out of life? What is the life that I really want? And I've been doing that for years now. So I visualize what it is I'm trying to create. And then I'm also fluid in in terms of as things come along, I just stay fluid in what life gives me and what life doesn't. Certain times doors get shut down. I just submit to God's will and it always works out. And I always have patience. So I stay grounded by submitting to God's will training Training martial arts help me ground. I want to improve my discipline of meditation to be even more grounded, improve my breathing, be conscious of my breath, be conscious of my posture. I've been trying to work on my posture more. Those are the types of things I do to stay grounded.
1: If you can list any recommendations on any books that you recommend, uh, movies, films, music, uh, resources that you like to, you know, just call out that has helped you along the way.
0: So my my biggest resource, I would say, is your own inner self. And I would say, instead of reading a whole bunch of books, write a book. I would say, what's your thoughts instead of everybody telling you what their thoughts are? What do you think? I would say, instead of instead of watching a movie, make a movie. Yeah, I live a movie. My life is a movie. I'm busy making movies. I'm <laughs> saying, like for real, like you know, that's how. That's really what I'm on. Like instead of listening to music, you know, I, I'll. How many rappers can I really feel what they talk about a hundred? I'm real big on the message. not saying that there's none, but I'd rather make music than listen to music. For real, for real. I like those old school Hindi movies. The ones where the people like the ancestors used to be like they used to be honorable, man. They would like, yo, India, man, they use it's like movies with warriors. They got warriors, love stories and saints. That's the background. So you have a king, I mean, and he is a love story, and then he's a warrior too. There's this movie called e Azam, Jodi Akbara. There's these movies, man. These are Indian classics. Yo, the prince took his dad, like, listen, the prince, and it's supposed to be a true story too. The prince took his dad to war behind the woman that he loved. He created a whole inculab, a whole revolution he was the prince right he fell in love with the with the maid, basically the servant so he was going to be the king he wanted to marry the servant the king was like no you can't do that because you can't make a servant into a queen and he was like well i'm the prince i get to choose my wife (laughs) (laughs) and i know how deep love could be like you know i mean like i understood like you know he, he was like Nah, so he did a whole revolution. He tried to take his dad to war behind that. Ended up losing a battle and all that. It's just interesting stuff. Like, I like that type of stories. Um, those classic, like, you know, where you live by your code of honor. And, but I've, I've ultimately realized that, nah, I wouldn't <clears throat> take my, my family to war for love, even though I know how deep it could be. You got to do the right thing.
1: Where would you see yourself in the next five years?
0: I see myself working as a primary medical doctor in the community in Camden and being as grassroots and helpful to the community, the community health clinic, God willing, so I could really just help people with their lifestyle. Then I'm thinking about maybe doing that for like two years and then maybe going to work in the jails for like two years, maybe possibly with the prison population as a doctor. And then at the same time setting up a martial arts class. And then I wanna eventually after that branch out into small businesses like real estate to help clean the city up. And I just want to focus on the youth in Camden and the youth in Voorhees, like Indian kids and from Voorhees, who really like I wanna help them with their sciences and help them teach their martial arts. And then I wanna help kids in Camden by teaching them also, you know, sciences and martial arts just Try to instill values, ethics, and principles into them. Being around just to be helpful. I do want to make a movie. I don't know, five years though, maybe a little bit past that. But in the next five years, I want to publish the book. I want to take what the doctor knows and share it with the common people. Create a resource. That's what I want. I'm in Jersey City, New Jersey. God willing, I'll be back home in South Jersey, the Camden County 856 area, Camden, New Jersey. Have my mom set up in the suburb like he's or somewhere close. I'll be in Camden, God willing. Did a nice little crib, build it. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel, Nikhil Singh Bhalla. N-I-K-H-I-L-S-I-N-G-H-B-H-A-L-L-A. I really don't plan on releasing a whole bunch of music. I got a whole bunch of music done, but uh, again, I'm not so sure about how and when I'm gonna release it. Eventually, at some point, definitely I'm gonna share it with the world, but just when the time is right, probably. Build up a whole volume of library of a whole a library of material, and then start releasing them. like one a week. Like just keep hitting them over the head. It no my no matter what I'm gonna develop a strategy. Like music is there, but it's kind of right now uh, prioritizing just getting my career situation. Looking forward, man, to move, moving back home, God willing, and just being around to be a servant, to serve the people, and eventually try to restore health and well-being. And my message to the youth of Camden and Voorhees and everybody everywhere is it's all about time to develop a healthy relationship with God, a healthy relationship with ourselves, healthy relationship with earning money the right way, a healthy relationship with women, and a healthy relationship with a woman, you know what I mean? With our wife, or if people got multiple wives too, like basically just don't lie to women, but I'm really good. Like I'm the type to have one wife, but if the next man has multiple wives, as long as he does it in honorable fashion, no one's being lied to. No one's being forced in a situation they don't want to be in. Just be honest. You know what I mean? And then having a healthy relationship with violence, that's really the key. And then that, and then just keeping your honor intact and being solid and being a solid friend. Don't turn your back on nobody. Be there to help your family and friends.
1: Dr. Nikhil, thank you so much for, uh, you know, being part of this this conversation with uh, the Heart to Court channel. I appreciate everyone for tuning in and listening to what Dr. Nikhil has to say to everyone uh, in the audience. Thank you for sharing with us uh, your knowledge uh, scientifically uh, in, in uh, medicine. And also, again, those sharing with us, developing those habits of success for uh, personal development as well.
0: I appreciate it, man. It's my honor, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for creating this platform. This is much needed. man. I wish I would have seen stuff like this. Imagine when we seeing this. That's so, you know, God bless and much respect to everybody who tunes in and sees this. You know what I mean? Peace to everybody listening, man. You know, thank you for listening to me and hearing me out. If you're still listening, from when we started, man, then salute to you. You're a real one, man. I want to meet you. I want to link with you because you're obviously real. <laughs> For real. You know what yeah, I mean? So you take care, man. Much love. And respect to everybody, man. May God bless I just want to say a prayer, man. May God bless us to keep our honor intact, work hard to all of us, whoever's listening, whoever's in on this, you know, to, to help us do the right thing to work hard, to create our dreams, to be successful at what we want to do, to be healthy, to live clean, to stay honorable, to stay solid, to always, uh, you know, do the right thing and to always just heal and just live out the life that's meant for us and to eventually achieve God consciousness in God's name we pray.